Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned, where we empower you to express your finest self so you can live life on your own terms, making your even bigger impact and helping others in a more fulfilling and impactful way because you shine unapologetically and light the way for others. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to my new friend, Susan Cruz. She is the founder and the voice behind the Radiant Soul Sisters podcast. Let me say that one more time, the Radiant Soul Sisters podcast. And I think many of you know that that those are some of my favorite words, Radiant Soul Sisters and podcast. She started this podcast in August of 22. She works with successful business women who are looking to bust their exhaustion cycle. And that's something we'll give a voice to today. She uses a variety of tools so she can be more successful at work and have more joy in life. And these women are so grateful for that because bringing more joy into their life, uh, Susan, is what I talk about uh, shining unapologetically because as you touch their souls, I know they're shining brilliantly and they're lighting the way for others and giving others the permission to be as joyful And as um, I was going to say relaxed, maybe that's not the right word, but to have removed stress. So I am so delighted to have you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today, Gina. I appreciate it. So I want to ask you, I had read something, I think it may have been on Facebook before we got on this morning, and it said... Uh, you were a hot mess, tired all the time. And I was laughing as I read that because I know what that was like. I was like that when my husband was um, ill. And I mean, there was a reason I was a hot mess. It was out of my control. But there are some things that we sometimes have control over. So I want to ask you, what did that look like for you? And what did it feel like? Yeah. So first off, I'm a mom of four children that were born within five years. Oh, so they're one more time slower. A mom of four, all born within five years. And yes, do you have any triplets or uh, twins? No, single burst, (laughs) single burst. So our children, when we started having children, we had children very rapidly. (laughs) And then in addition to that, my husband and I both are entrepreneurs and have had our own businesses. I was also raised by entrepreneurs that were workaholics. Mm -hmm. And I had had it um, ingrained in my head, in my mind, that the harder you worked, the more money you made. That's what my father told me my whole life. The harder you work, the more money you make. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and so that, of, of, that is such a funny thing. I already interrupted you. Thank goodness. I No, go that. ahead. But like, you know, um, that is something we're going to have to talk more about. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to write that down because that we need to discuss uh, a little more deeply. Right? No, right? Offense, no offense to him. I think that that is a belief that goes beyond him and still is true for many people. I had a conversation on Facebook uh, about that, but go go ahead. So I I totally, I totally agree with you. So I had adopted 
their workaholic mentality mm. as well. My parents workaholic mentality. And, and, you know, my father and my mom built an amazing business actually too. And so I'm very grateful for everything that I learned from them. However, I look like I had it all together on the outside, but on the inside, I was tired. I was tired all the time. I was struggling to enjoy life, to enjoy being with my children, mm-hmm. to enjoy the money we were making. Exactly. Just everything. Exactly. You know, it, it was crazy. As a matter of fact, um, one year before Thanksgiving, I went to get the leaf for our table out from under our bed. And when I did, when I got horizontal, Gina, that's when I fell sound asleep. And it was actually when I woke up in that moment that I'm like, something has to change. Yeah. And so for, you know, me, I alluded earlier, it was when my husband was sick. It fell on the heels of adopting our daughter from Guatemala. She was six months old, but now two and she could say, daddy is on dialysis when she would answer the phone, you know, like, and um, our son was in kindergarten. And so that was not by choice that I was feeling like you're talking about, like you got horizontal, fell asleep. And yeah. um, it really, so I think sometimes something has to push us to that space and place where we can av- actually acknowledge and have the awareness to know that we have choices and we, you know, and I loved when you said, Susan, that um, having the money and not having the time to spend it or enjoy it or, and you have these kids, right? Right. All the magical kids, all with different um, dreams and aspirations. And if we're too busy and I like to say, that's a four letter word. I tell my kids when I call you, I don't want to hear from my son who's at college. What do you need, mom? I'm busy. I said, no, that's a word. That's a four-letter curse word in my vocabulary. You know, I love it, that. It just, it's a word that whenever I hear it, I'm like, we have a choice not to be busy. We do. Sometimes we have a deadline or, or something's going on, right? You know, right. somebody may have fallen ill or something fell apart and you're there, uh, pulling it back together, somebody's right. crisis or need or how would it have work, pleasure, whatever, family. But the, other than that, on an everyday, you know, 24-7, we have those opportunities. So in that moment of reaching under for the leaf of the dining room table right. and that, I think you said Thanksgiving, what did you hear or what, what, like, what did you see? What, how did you get the revelation, the message? Well, Yeah. When I woke up, I'm just like, wow, there's more to life than this because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And, you know, I always want it to be a very celebratory thing. And I'm like, here I am struggling to even get it together or to create that tablescape or whatever. So that is when I decided that I needed to really look within my body, look within me to figure things out that I needed to stop trying to be everything to yes. everyone. Yes. Say that one more time. You have yeah. to. <laughs> I needed to stop trying to be everything to everyone. And I needed to look inside me. And here's what I say now. I had to learn to love myself well. 
so I can love others better. Yes. And say that one more time too. Yeah. I learned to love myself well, so I could love others better. And I also found more success at work and more joy in my life, which was amazing. Everything that I was looking at. And we were, we were talking about this earlier. One of the beautiful tools that I learned a little later on was human design. And for those of you who, who don't know, it's figuring out how you were created to live while we are here on earth. And I am what is called a projector. And as a projector, I am a natural born leader, but I'm not created to work 40 or 60 hours a week. Exactly. You know, I can do in four hours what might take somebody else eight hours. Exactly. You know, Yeah. And the other thing that I learned about myself, even though I knew it, but I never really did it, is I love and relish being in nature. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I I can get out in nature and it's amazing at how a blog post or a coaching program or what um, a client, maybe a conversation with a client in my head, you know, and then I can come back and get that down. And so for uh, what I was trying to live as is a manifesting generation generator. And this is a person that that has the energy to go a lot. They can be a go, 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 go girl, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And so when I learned this one tool, it's only one of the many tools that mm-hmm. I use. I use meditation. I use yoga. I use breath work, um, lots of different tools that I use to be still and to have learned to know who I am so that I can be illuminated myself mm-hmm. and illuminate others. Yes. And um, I'm nodding my head and jumping for joy on this side of the camera because um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And if we live with other people who are different human designs, I too use human design. Yes. I use a couple other things um, as well, along with my intuition. And because my background is in yoga and meditation and breathing, right. I like to use that with clients as well, because all of those things um, can help fill someone's cup so that they can live in this place of joy instead of this place of, you know, what I call utter craziness, the busy, the busyness. Yeah. And, and that's where I was living. Yes. The utter and- craziness. It, when you have four children that close together, yes. calendars get crazy. Yes. And there were things there that I could not control. Absolutely. You know, they they played sports. Well, three played sports. One was a musician. So, you know, they had their extracurricular activities. We had things that we were going to do as a family together day in and day out. Right. But I also learned when I could schedule work in small spurts. Yes. And then give myself rest. Yes. We could, we could manage it and we could do it. And we were able to have so much more fun and it didn't feel like chaos. Correct. All the time. Well, and that's what I think a lot of people need to hear is that 
from my standpoint, I always say it's okay to tell your child no. You're going to miss a game. You're going to miss a, whatever, a birthday party. You're going to miss because uh, I need to rest or we as a family have a different plan or I don't know, whatever that might be, because I think as parents, or I feel in my opinion, I always, my husband and I, I say, we have to be the example uh, so that our kids don't think that a, the world revolves around them. It doesn't. Um, They knew that very quickly. They watched their friends and then they came home and said, how come it doesn't work like that in our house? Well, that sounds like our home too. (laughs) I think we're alike, right, Susan? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was like, well, it doesn't it doesn't happen that way here. We live like, uh, you know, the way I grew up, which is parents are the hierarchy and the kids are, you know, we all work together. And sometimes I give up things. Sometimes you give up things. Sometimes everybody gives up things, but we're all, you know, moving. And I think a lot when we as the mom, as the wife, um, or even as a daughter, right, of right. Aging parents, um, when we as the female give ourselves that permission to, you know, what was the word you said, to love, uh, love, love ourselves well, you know, that number one, we are then shining a light for others to follow yeah. in our footsteps that, yeah, you have to really put your oxygen mask on first. It, it, there's no other way that things in the house will come together. I do believe as, as a mom who's now had her shoulder replaced last year, I had my hip replaced. So now I consider, yeah, I think I'm Lindsay Wagner. I think I'm bionic. Someone said, does your arm make make that noise? I said, I'm not allowed to move the arm yet. I'll let you know when, once they start moving it, but beneath the noise and, you know, maybe my hair will grow long and blow in the wind, but, you know, we have to, um, really love ourselves well and, you know, and what does well look like and what does it feel like and how, when we take those little baby steps of that realization you had preparing for Thanksgiving, right? giving thanks and and setting up i mean how ironic when you were telling me i was like look at that connection you know like yes here you are trying to give set up this beautiful table for everyone with food and i'm sure great laughter and fun and whatever storytelling connection time uh just peace and love and here you are exhausted you know sometimes i say to clients there are times when maybe Thanksgiving doesn't look like it did the year before. Exactly. And it's okay. I remember one time I had a yoga student years ago. She was a grandma and she was living with her son, uh, daughter-in-law and grandson. And the the grandson wanted spaghetti and meatballs for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. You know, he was younger, maybe five, six or maybe seven. I have no idea. Between four and seven. And so I I looked at her and I said, okay, so spaghetti and meatballs. And she's like, that's not Thanksgiving. Okay, but what is really important, right? Right. Think about how easy it would be for you to make, or me, to both go in the kitchen and make spaghetti and meatballs compared to a Thanksgiving uh, spread. spread because of, because I'm half Italian where you're eating from, I don't know, noon till seven o'clock at night, 
And then you then you start with your dessert. No, I'm teasing. But you know, so well, what do you eat? <laughs> yes. But they yeah. just the the her son and daughter-in-law agreed to the spaghetti and meatballs. And when she came back, I said, you know, how was Thanksgiving? She's like, well, it, it it was lovely. You know, it wasn't the food I was expecting, but you know, we really did have a good time. And there are moments where I feel like as a parent or as the mom that we need to love ourselves well enough to know when to say, yeah, this Thanksgiving is going to be catered or this Thanksgiving is everybody has to come into the kitchen and help mom, you know, um, you know, what would you like to prepare? Or do you want to pull a vegetable recipe that you'd like to make, you know, or I need you to help me set the table because I think we I know, I think I'm Wonder Woman. I just told you I was the bionic woman, but maybe I'm bionic Wonder Woman. But there are moments where we have to like cut back. Would you agree? Oh, I totally agree. I think there's there's a couple of things that I've heard in the past um, few minutes about our conversation. Number one, yes, I think there's times when we need to cut back. I learned early on in a direct sales business that I had, I had earned a, an incentive trip and we went on the trip and my husband and I always made sure at lunch that we sat with people we didn't know. And it was to expand my horizons and to learn from these other leaders who too had been successful in one trips. So one day we were sitting there and believe it or not, we had four children and there was only one person at a t- one couple at a table of eight. So four couples, they had three. And then the other two couples had five or six. Wow. And my husband asked the question. He's like, you know, apparently your wives are doing what my wife is doing and you're you're earning this experience, you know, but with all your children, how do you keep it sane? Yeah. And actually, that is when I learned to cal- color code my calendar yeah. because the girl with sick said, I teach classes, new classes on Thursday nights. The first weekend of the month is when I do my workshops and I do team training here and I do this here. And I learned to be in control of my calendar yeah. instead of letting my calendar control me. Yes. Point in that is this. That is when my children learned on Thursday nights. If I have something at school, mom probably will not be there. Right. And the first weekend of the month, mom probably will not be there. Love it. And they learned to make it okay. Yes. You know, and they learned that it, it was just what it was, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I heard that. And then the other thing that we have to do is we have to learn to ask for help. Yes. You know, and <laughs> I see you nodding your head. You know, another piece that probably wouldn't shock you if you knew anything about the Enneagram is that, you know, I'm also an Enneagram too, which is a nurturer, goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with being a projector. <laughs> human design, I'm like, oh, yes, this is who I'm created to be, right? Mm -hmm. But I am great at deceit, Mm -hmm. not telling you a story or looking you in the face and and telling you something not true. Mm -hmm. Where my deceit is, I'll tell you I'm okay and Mm -hmm. I've got it. Yeah. 
but I really am exhausted or I really do need you to help me do this. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, so we have to learn to ask for help. And that's not easy for a lot of women. I agree completely. And I learned that very quickly in our marriage. I remember thinking, why didn't Mark help me with, um, with the groceries? And then he's like, well, you didn't tell me you needed help. And I was like, I don't know. When I was a kid, you know, mom came home. We all just ran out to the, the, like, you know, I guess one time she asked for help. And then before you knew it, uh, we all knew that it was mandatory. You go get some, give help, but, uh, it just, um, it just makes me laugh when, and smile when you say that. Um, and it's so true. And it, it's just a simple, may I please, you know, or can you please? And, you know, Every time I've ever asked for help and I'm thinking, I see you nod your head. I've always gotten a yes, right? right? It's, can you give me two minutes to close out of what I'm doing or finish whatever piece that is? But I'm looking at the clock, my beautiful new friend, and I see that we're um, running out of time. So I was going to ask if I could just pull a card. Oh, a I would card. love it. So these are this is my opening to possibilities decks. They're journal okay. prompts, contemplation start, uh, and conversation starters. People use them to meditate and so forth. And I am going to just shuffle. There we go. And if I press my finger against them, I'm going to pull, and then you just tell me when to stop. Okay. Go ahead and pull. Okay. Listening. <laughs> so listening, it says... Listening to the whispers of your body, mind, and spirit creates ease, simplicity, and peace. How do you listen to your body, your mind, your spirit? And you can answer one or all three. So that's interesting that you, uh, that came up for you today because we've been talking about, you know, listening to our body when we wake up from pulling out the, uh, the so leaf to the table. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. And you know, that, that is such, um, Oh, I love how things like that work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the universe is so cool. God is so cool. Um, you know, yeah. Learning to listen to your body. You know, I had to learn to be still, right. Yes. You know, and I learned through first meditation and then yoga, mm-hmm. um, how to really be still so that I knew who Susan Cruz was. Exactly. Who the daughter, the wife, the mom. <laughs> the business owner, I found Susan Cruz. Yes. And that you give me goosebumps. That is exquisitely aligned (laughs) in your words. That is exactly what it's all about is us doing that deep dive to find our truest self and then allow others to meet that person. Because like you, Susan, coming to that place, you now uh, appear in the world and you're the exact piece that was missing prior to that revelation. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's been a complete honor and pleasure and joy to uh, meet you through this uh, wonderful way of podcasting, making new friends and connections. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks.